Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Thank you for joining us on the longest podcast title on the planet, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, The Sons of the Dragon. And if you haven't guessed, this is Carl Stout, and I am being joined by the most fantastic... Rebecca Burton. There she is. Hooray! There who you, who apparently really like to listen to if we go by the numbers of our podcasts. <laughs> Making yeah. all of them. All of Connor and I's work look like nothing compared to your Ninjak special. That's because Ninjak rocks, everyone. Ninjak rocks. Apparently. Their Valiant's Gambit really brings them in. Yep. So. So, we're going to do a double issue one. Connor is not feeling well again. Yes. I'm going to send him some American vitamins. It only cost me $72 to mail them to him. And, uh... (laughs) The uh, this double issue will be the end and the beginning, as Rebecca coined it, and I'm totally stealing that. <laughs> we have Power Man and Iron Fist issue 15, which is the much rushed wrap up of the series. Yep. And then we're going to dwell into the awesomeness of Iron Fist issue two, which I have not heard a single bad word from anyone on the piss party internet of the new series. Everyone is enjoying it. We'll get to that. I actually have, but I disagree with them. What? So, uh, someone I disagree with intensely. So Rebecca always gets the good dirt. I talk to too many people who despise Marvel and have something bad to say about anything. But... Uh, see, I... If someone if someone hates an entire company, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they read it. So, but anyway, they love Power right. Man and Iron Fist, funnily enough. So, it's kind of interesting. All right. So, issue fifteen on the cover, we have Danny throwing a front kick, Luke behind him with fist ready for a punch, and behind them, in the oversized like shadowing, we have old school Power Man and Iron Fist with the giant collar. A hint of dragon tattoo, which, to be completely honest, in the entire 15-issue run, other than a sl- another flashback image like this one, we have never it. saw Danny with the dragon on his chest, it, which he is just have it odd. Yeah. And uh, even in the Deadpool crossover, where they're both in the shower, there's no dragon on Danny. Very odd. Not that I've gone back to check that a picture of Danny in the shower had no dragon on it. I was looking at his chest, at least. You didn't, you didn't print that out on your computer in an 8x10 and no. pin it up in the wall? There is a comic panel I did print out on my computer, but it's not an Iron Fist one. What? Is it Moon Knight? No. Is it Ragman? Have you read Ragman yet? Um, I read a issue, and then I got distracted by Valiant. <laughs> it, it's Captain America. Uh, so. Good old Steve. As a sheriff. So, as we know, Alex Wilder is back from hell and pretty much deciding he's going to rule the world and he's starting with Harlan. Yeah. 
And of yeah, course, as you would, as you would. And uh, he was on the moon with Steve, and now he wants everything. And now we have several hours ago in the library of Doctor Voodoo, uh, Doctor Voodoo, who is that's that's not his name anymore. Why are they referring to him as that? Is it not his name anymore? Oh, isn't he Voodoo Strange or Doctor Strange or? I don't know. No, it is Doctor Voodoo. Brother Voodoo was Brother his original Voodoo. name. He is now yeah. Doctor Voodoo because right. he shares some of the responsibility because he took over for a while for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and became the new Doctor. And then whatever Doctor Strange was doing, he came back and then. I guess they just decided to divvy up the responsibilities, so there was always one of them on hand. So they're both looking over Dr. Voodoo's shoulders into this large arcane book. Yeah. And he's filling them in on the history of what street magic is. And that so and so is trying to become the grandmaster of street magic. Yeah. And this goes back to what it looks like the 40s or 50s. Yeah. When Queenie St. Clair and Bumpy Johnson, <laughs> uh, which I don't know why he got the nickname Bumpy, don't want to know. Luckily, there's no pictures. Um, decided to take over Harlem. And they basically contacted somebody because they wanted the upper hand. And Chado, was that how you would say it? Yeah. They contacted a man called Chado who decided that he wanted to go further and decided to mix voodoo and black magic and other mystical arts together, creating his own little dealie, which went well beyond what he was looking for. And Dr. Voodoo actually calls him the embodiment of a nightmare with what he pulled off with his little mixture. It's a beautiful panel, though. Yeah, there's a like one with him freaking out, and we've got yeah. like a voodoo guy from New Orleans, and what looks like some mystical woman with a sword, and some other bald-headed, yeah, demon-looking guy, Nosferatu-esque. Yeah, it's just it all goes the, from like oranges and yellows to blue and purple, so it's it's yes. quite a uh, dramatic. Shit. So he mixed magic and black magic and poisons and all kinds of stuff to create this street magic, and and he basically damned his soul in doing it. Yes, and became the host to this Chado, Chado, um, obviously some sort of demon. And now that he's so powerful that he actually can't be stopped, he can only be contained in the realm of the damned, and that's, that's where, obviously, Alex Wilder pulled him from because he's now pretty much living in Alex Wilder. He's, yeah. he's using him as a host. And now we jump back to the <laughs> mystery box where the tentacle creature sucked them all in. Yeah, we've got Jenny at the bottom, Danny oh. holding on to Jenny, Luke holding I, on to Danny. By the ankle. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's this? Is that Mauler or Mangler? Mauler? What the I hell don't is know this? who that is. Of the, oh, it's, no, I don't know. I can't remember. They didn't. They're not introducing him to this issue, no. so and I wasn't keeping track of the uh, ex criminals. Which yeah, I was just going to place it as the disco dude because I like the disco dude. 
No, that's not the disco dude. He didn't have I that know, mustache. but it's the one with the mustache. Anyway. And uh, so they're pulling. They're all screaming at each other. Jenny's like, don't let me go. Big eyeball creatures looking. And who runs in to save the day? Senior Machico. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And Rebecca and I both agree that one of the larger pluses of this 15-issue run was the introduction of Senior Magico. For sure. He's an excellent character. I'm glad to have him. Uh, I don't believe we had a Spanish practitioner of magic in Marvel before. I I'm coming up on a blank. And I'm not reading the Doctor Who, and, uh, Doctor Who, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme, which probably would have covered that, but I'm not reading that. So, um, yeah, let's. Say, but it's just nice to have a sort of street level guy who's competent at what he does mm-hmm. and does magic. And he's had some great zingers. Yes. And he busts in, throws his hand into the open box, and throws out a blast from his palm, which. Hits the tentacle around Jenny's leg, shattering it into pieces, allowing them all to be pulled up. And for some reason, uh, there's a potential crotch shot right there that you love that he didn't screw up. I know. It's amazing. Yet, in not screwing up the thighs and crotch, he decided to give a one-piece suit two pieces. Yeah. Because Danny's belly's hanging out. I quite like that. I think it should be a two piece. (laughs) I've always thought of it as a tracksuit, so I quite like it like that. So they pull everyone out of the box. Yeah. And Luke goes on his I hate magic tirade. Why not? (laughs) And of course, as soon as Danny says, we got it all under control, the box explodes in the (laughs) center of the room, tentacles flying everywhere. And maybe not. Senior Magico goes into action. Traps them. Zaps looking, them, su- traps them. looking surprisingly in that panel, like David Walker would Yeah, hair. he really does. That panel right there is 100% David Walker's face. Yeah. And if you don't know what David Walker looks like, he's very visible on Twitter and Facebook. And I don't know, you might not like him as much after going to those pages and reading a bunch of stuff that he posts. He has anger. Anger. So Senior Magico seals up the box again, tells Luke it's over. Luke wants to believe him. But then he hears, but you're wrong, dead wrong, right, Alex? And into the room storms Black Mariah. With and Alex, Alex with Wild. his face in his chest, tummy yes. area. <laughs> his, his demon abs. <laughs> demon abs. <laughs> it's better than Marvel abs. And uh, now he goes, death is too good for them. And he's already now addressing the creature in his chest as the name we've just found out from Dr. Voodoo. Shadow. And I got something special planned for all of you. And... Shadow, no you ain't known a half of it, boy. Brilliant. Oh, I love Se- Senior Magico. Senior basically says, stand back this time. I am prepared for his foul magic. And Jenny's like pleading to Mariah to cut the crap out. And, uh, Mariah's not playing. She's like, no, it's too late. And if you honestly think about it, Black Mariah had a lot more to do with all of this hot mess than she's honestly getting credit for. She's been like the instigator since episode one. She got Jenny into it. 
Even with and, the past uh, flashbacks, a lot of it's her. Uh-huh. And uh, now that, you know, they've had a little more time to settle, they see a face in Alex's chest talking. Okay. And Luke is like, what the F is that? He doesn't even use a food reference. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do a fiddle-faddle. It's a full-on covered-up swear word. Yeah, nice. Good one, Luke. And Senior Magico fills him in that uh, that's the Grandmaster of Street Magic. And the, uh, I want to say Mauler or Mangler, whatever his name is. Am I the only one freaking out? <laughs> and then Alex goes full on demon crazy. Full on. Like his arm looks almost animalistic. It starts to have claws and looks a bit werewolfy there. His yep. eyes and the eyes of Chado go red. and oh, it's, It looks a bit like a tree in his tummy now because he's got a bit like... Urgh. Yes, it definitely looks like a... And his glasses smash, and it's great. So he goes full-on demon, and of course Danny charges right in with both fists blazing. Yeah. And as all this is going on, outside the Heroes for Hire headquarters rolls up a big, large Cadillac. And we hear, looks like we both hit the jackpot. I take care of that punk Alex Wilder, and you you can settle your scores. Thanks, Mr. Fisher, and Lonnie, we should probably... And the Skull Brothers? Reaper. The Reaper Brothers. The Reaper Brothers, whatever. Look, I'm clearly not good at names. Who uh, started off strong as a great comic relief and then kind of yeah, vanished into the background, just sh- showing up in back of panels. Yeah. I really would have liked to have seen them used better. Yeah. And I believe... Um, David Walker also is the creator of those two. I don't believe they were in anything else before. I don't remember seeing them, though. So Lonnie is arming Mr. Fish, who's back in full fish regalia. Yeah. I really don't remember enough of his origin on what he actually had done to himself other than cosmetic surgery because he's got some weird either breathing or water apparatus pumped into his mouth and I don't remember what that was for. I only see I only remember him from like um I've got lots of panels of uh Victor Alvarez taking him on and then Danny taking him on and them all joking about it. And he's obviously he's in Luke Cage. He's I mean he's in the original Power Man run. So everything's been like a reference back to that that I've ever seen. It's like, you know, nobody takes on whatever nobody does this to mr fish and they all make the same joke so it was always a nice little flashback to see it but i know very little about him i actually have a friend who really likes him but i haven't asked so i should probably ask a bit more about mr fish yeah most of the people that david walker introduced i believe were in the first 25 issues of Power yeah Man. yeah he's really gone back there and as he's arming up wanting to get his revenge, um, Luke Cage comes flying out the side of the building. And they're delighted. Um, <laughs> from what appears to be the second floor, and yes. falls into the street, and then First Mr... if you're British. Really? Yeah. We start on ground, you start on first. Not in every building. But in many. But it's always referred to as the first floor for some reason. Yeah. See, we always have ground floor. So. And um, 
he fires the rocket from the rocket launcher that Lonnie just gave him. It apparently hits him dead on and sends him flying further down the road. Yeah, and with the they both boom right in the middle of this double page spread. And they have a good chuckle. Yeah, they're loving it. And they reload with more equipment out of Lonnie's trunk and head inside. And inside, there's a full-on battle. Now, apparently, he sent him back into the house yeah, because... because that's convenient. Right. Um, he's climbing out of a pile of rubble, now in the same room again. Um, obviously, on the ground floor this time with everybody else. Um I don't think Black Mariah could look bigger in this picture. She looks like, she looks like two bean two beanbag chairs in the background. Yeah, I actually, I actually thought it was furniture. You're right. That's yeah, that's kind of weird. Anyway, so Senor Magico's taking on Alex with a big sort of magic display. Danny's kind of flying in, but has no. He doesn't have his chi up. Um, Jenny's being helped up by whoever. Let's just call him Mauler. Mauler. <laughs> Luke's going, I think there's some trouble. And then we get a shot of the wonderful tentacle box again is slightly cracked open in the corner. Yeah. Now, Mr. Fish whips out the big gun again, points it at everybody, and, and Alex Wilder is like, you, I killed you, I sent you to hell. See, that's, that's Mr. Fish's famous line, is nobody messes with Mr. Fish. Mm-hmm. And like... It's- and Senior that's Magico. The one, that's the one they're all like always mocking and going, I think they do. <laughs> <laughs> Senior Magico has a great line here. It's like, uh, he has a rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> and his line is, I'm back now, and he fires a rocket at him. And oh, this is amazing. This Alex is amazing. dishes and once one to the left. Senior Magico jumps to the right. Daddy Danny just fires right up Chi, slaps the freaking rocket. Kaboom. Now, Danny's unaffected. Um, I guess the concussion of the blast must knock Senior Magico out because he's out. Yeah. Um, for some unknown reason, we don't know what happened to her, but Black Mariah is like now crawling on the floor complaining about her head. And Alex now jumps from where I don't know down upon Mr. Fish and starts whooping on him. Yep. And Luke Cage has his wonderful <laughs> run-in with Lonnie. Yeah. Now, Lonnie's like, this is for all the problems you've caused me. Apparently he's not whispering because his no, word bubble is... The font's slightly grey rather than black. True. So, Compared to Luke, I yeah, would imagine yeah. probably yelling a little bit. Yeah. And in the second panel, even though it doesn't look like it, and that's not how you hold the gun to your ear, he apparently is shooting at Luke because you can see what appears to be bullet hits across his arm and the top of his head. Yeah, they're definitely bullets. Um, yeah, weird, because it doesn't look like he's shooting. but No, not at all. But he's like, going to shut you down before any, everybody gets killed. Mm-hmm. First thing I'll keep... First things first, I'll keep Tombstone from shooting everyone. And then we go to Danny has apparently either kicked or kicked, what do you think, kick Alex in the back or punched him in the back of the head? What's your call? I think he's jumping. I, mm, yeah, I think he's kicked him. Great panel. 
It is a great Love panel. this panel. Yeah. Good action shot, good detail. Uh, time went into this panel, which I can't say for every panel done by Mr. Green. <laughs> <laughs> and then, since we're in the action shot pose, we go to Luke punching Tombstone in the head, making a horrible face. (laughs) And he's just like, this is getting old, Tombstone. I've been beating on you so much, I'm worried your ugly's going to rub off on my fists. I mean, great great two panels there, great wise-ass comment. And then we go to Mr. Fish, like, scurrying for another gun, looking worse for wear. Uh, Like, his underwear's been pulled up way too high. And Danny in the background about to drop a C punch, a chi punch on Alex Wilde's face, but unfortunately, Alex has other plans. Yeah, and he's, yeah, I like that he's sort of saying, Alex, you've got to do be better than that. But Shadow's like, no fighting Shadow, boy. And then the next thing is like Danny sort of nursing his wounds, Mr. Fish. I guess getting ready to shoot, and Luke tackling uh, Alex, calling him Call Frankenstein, Frankenstein, which is pretty really cool. But then the next panel is this one isn't quite. I, I don't know this one. It look Luke looks very strange in this panel to me. I mean, Alex is getting a full-on punch on his cheek, but it looks like he's broken his neck, um, and Luke's smashing <laughs> Alex in the face. I don't know. There's just something weird about the proportions, but it's a good action shot. Yep. The, the whole Rocky Balboa yeah. punch for punch scene with Ch- Chado yelling, yeah. don't put your hands on me from his stomach. Yeah. And now <laughs> Mr. Mr. Fish has now reloaded and he's had it. You're all dead. And um, Mahler is trying to get Jenny out of the building because yeah. neither of them have any type of protection. Not that uh, Black Mariah does either, but She's thick enough to probably at least slow the bullets down from hitting any internal She also got herself into this, is the difference. I can't remember. Does she technically have any type of powers? Because I don't remember her having any. Wasn't she going, like, blow for blow with Luke Cage back in the old days, and he was, like, punching her into cars? I just thought, yeah, maybe. maybe I I don't think she's powered, though. I don't know. She might be like kingpin power. Yeah, but her and uh, like Mr. Fish is pretty much going on for her, calling her a heifer again. She's calling him an ugly ass freak, and then Jenny yeah. comes and tackles Mr. Fish. And that doesn't do well for her because he sends her flying with a punch to the face. With his "Don't mess with Mr. Fish" line again. So, in case you didn't know, that was his little phrase. You you will by the end of this issue. And then Mauler comes in with, I'm fixing to do more than mess with you, Fish. Real men don't hit women. And he totally football tackles Mr. Fish and pretty much knocks the spit out of him. Yeah. And now Alex is back up, mumbling about, you think you can crush Cheeto? Say goodbye to your souls. And Luke's going, I hate this magic fiddle-faddle. And Danny's like, I know. He's like, I don't think you do. I think he does. I think we all know. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you like say it every three pages. Yeah. And as he's getting ready, the demon, tentacle demon again, the de- demonium. Yeah. 
apparently is the tentacle creature's name. No, release me. I ain't going back to that hell. And as the tentacles are wrapping around Alex's body, uh, Chado is removing himself, Freddy Krueger style. Yeah, and you see very much uh, Alex's skin change color from kind of greenish back to his normal. And his eyes go from red to yellow. Yep, yep. And he's screaming, no, don't leave me. And Danny, of course, being Danny, is trying to help him. Of course. So he's yelling, hold on, as the tentacles are trying to pull Alex into back into the case. And the eel, snake, Chatting whatever, yeah. worm, chato-looking centipede thing is like, you will be my new host to Luke Cage. Yeah. And he's like... I'm too pretty to host someone as ugly as you. And Senior Magico is now waking up from being cold-cocked by the concussion of the rockets. And Danny's trying his best, and now the tentacles are actually starting to wrap around Danny. Mm. He's like, I've got you. I don't want to go back to hell. And Shado's like, give yourself over to me. And Luke's like, I'll give my foot over to your ass, and that'll be all you're getting. Uh, Senor Magico's proper up now, zapping from his hands. Now, I have to think that this firing is a misstep because he actually nails Danny, which causes the tentacles to release Danny, but also Danny to release Alex. Yeah. And Luke's like, Danny! And Cheo'd his... Mm -hmm. uh, Luke's got him by the body. He's like, (laughs) There's no hope for your soul, boy. Don't listen to him and hold on. I can't. The Damianum is hungry. And it looks like, well, then let's give him something to eat. And he whips him, whips his body like a whip because it's snake into the tentacles. Mm-hmm. Senior Magico lets, lays down the law. You are no match for Senior Magico. As he lets out another blast, cutting into the tentacles, releasing Danny. But not Chado. Chado is all wrapped up. You're like, no, not back there. Mm-hmm. And he gets sucked into the box. And Senior Magico jumps on top of the box like it was a live grenade. Mm-hmm. Once again, they are banished to the realm of the damned. Are you sure? Because I'm sick and tired of all this magic. Mm-hmm. And Danny's like, you can say that again. And Senior Magico casts a spell over the box, sealing it. Now, I don't know how this happened because we didn't see it happen because I guess it was from the initial blast. Yeah. Alex apparently was also thrown clear. So Alex yeah. is not back in hell. He's out cold. Danny's saying he saved his life, which technically you really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, he because did that's what we do. He was in the process. Yeah, but <laughs> if he hadn't been in the process, his life wouldn't have been saved. So, you know. Senior Magico did it. Give the man some credit. Senior Magico saved them both. But Correct. if Danny hadn't started the process. You know, it's still a Senior Magico moment. Don't you worry. And then here's here's another great panel where it looks like Black Mariah is just holding Jenny's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happened to the rest of her body. <laughs> But and uh, the place is a mess. There's holes everywhere. Everything's broken. Mauler's sitting on some rubble. Mr. Fish is cold cocked out in the middle of the floor. 
and Black Mariah is cradling Jenny's head, and that's pretty much all you can see, and a little something purple in between her legs. Going, boo-boo, talk to me, girl. Please say something. You can't leave me like this. And Jenny is all right. She says, I'm sorry. I think we're going back to prison. And Black Mariah says, it's okay as long as you ain't dead. Besides, no prison can hold us for long. Yeah. yeah, the next panel shows just how much devastation there is because it shows the entire room and everyone. The place is trashed. It is totally trashed. And like Luke's going, you're the optimistic one, Daddy. This is a happy ending, right? And Daddy's like, I'll uh, get back to you on that. And then we jump to days later. And, and it's sort of, like, Yeah, they're picking stuff up and... They're trying to clean up. This isn't how I thought it would end. Brother, you of all people should know. Ain't a damn thing in life ever the way we think it's going to be. I know it's just, well, I needed this. I get it. I needed it, too. Didn't realize it at the time, but I do now. And we had it, but it's all gone for now. And now I don't know what Danny's looking <laughs> like in this panel. <laughs> he looks like he's got a really bad cold. His nose is bright red. Or he's an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, I'm not sure know. why he hasn't used all his billions to get people to come fix this, but whatever. It, it, uh, he gave yeah. away most of it. I understand. Um, I don't think he did give away most of it he because the company makes though, so he? much money, it's just like constantly refilling. Yeah, because so he's, he's, he's got all the property still. Well, he's still got the company. I mean, Joy yeah. is in the company. Yeah, he's got money. At one point, I know it was listed that he technically had more money than Tony Stark. Oh, for sure. And Tony's poor now, anyway. Well, not poor, poor. Not poor, actually, but not super wealthy. So here we go. I don't know. We tried so hard to help people, and look where it got us. I've got to be honest. I don't know if I can do this again. And then from the corner we hear, Mr. Cage, Mr. Rand, we heard what, about what had happened. And pretty much standing there is everyone that we've been introduced to, this 15-issue run, who um, they helped with the whole, uh, what the hell was the name of the tablet? Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever that was called. But you know who we mean. All the people who were accused of being criminals and had it all faked and stuff like that. Or their parents was yeah. and what. And we all came down to help. We appreciate that, Carlos. We really do. But look at this place. There's nothing left. Everything has been destroyed. That's not true, Mr. Rand. You and Mr. Cage are still here. That's right. And we're here because of you. Because you helped us. And Senior Magical Pipes in. And so we're here to do what. Uh, so we're here to do what. For you, uh, you did for us. We're going to rebuild Heroes for Hire, all of us. Then Danny does a little proverb from Kunlun: "The end is the beginning." Luke says, "Sounds about right to me." Um, and Luke says, it's "Gonna be okay, brother. I love you." And Danny says, "I love you too." And they hug. And everyone looks, and they'll go, corner, mm -hmm. the words Finn with a question mark. Yes. 
But we do know this is currently the end of this run, so there is no 16 planned whatsoever. Nope. But they'll be back in the Defenders, which starts in June, so... Yep. We don't so have that I, long a break to see them back together again. So I don't honestly think we'll need another Power Man and Iron Fist if they're going to be teammates in the Defenders. Yeah, I think, like, I mean, look, these we love them, so we inflate everything out of uh, all proportion, but they are still not, like, A-level characters. They're getting there because the Netflix shows, but it, yeah. it it's already... I mean, we, we already guessed this was coming when we heard there was an Iron Fist series coming and an Iron Fist series coming. Um, we kind of knew that, like, how many comics can Iron Fist really be in? Um, you know, like... You, it's fine if it's Spider-Man being in three or four different issues. People will buy that. Even Doctor Strange has a couple, but like most of the other big hitters are only in two at the most. So um, you know, but I, you know, so so what did you think about it overall? The the run and this issue. Um, for a total run, I would honestly rate it as a six. Out of um, out of ten, yes. Out of 11. <laughs> I'm just asking if we have 8. No, I'm just... And um, you know. it definitely could have been done better. My, my uh, Other than I love Senior Magico, great addition to the Marvel Universe. Um, I really enjoyed the Reaper Brothers when they were first introduced and felt that they could have done so much more instead of just quickly becoming background characters. Um, my favorite issue of the entire run was the radio st station issue, which was a twist on a samurai film. And was, was definitely, I think, for all of us, where the, the um, series kicked off proper. Yes. But I think it's where we all felt that <coughs> we're done with the should we, shouldn't we get back together again. Um, and, and where the writing seemed to find its feet. I mean, I yes. kind of agree. I think that, um, I think it had ups and downs. I think that was great. I think the Civil War II tie-ins were surprisingly great for event tie-ins. I wouldn't be surprised if David Walker had, had something like that planned. Um, I like the fact that it was a tie-in, but it wasn't a super tie-in. Yeah, like, I think they would have gone with the people being put into prison. <clears throat> I think they would have had all of that, because that seemed mm. to fit in very well. It's where Senor Magico really came into his own and stuff um and it's an interesting story because it is exactly the kind of thing your street level heroes would be doing um i liked all the stuff in the prison as well so i liked all of that i just i, I think i found this final arc the alex wilder one a bit of a misfire because some of the exposition was really complicated about the then and now with um lonnie and mr fish and piranha um, and I'm not sure it was all needed. I don't think I don't know if they needed to do the uh, the gang territory stuff, or if they could have just told it slightly more streamlined, and got this because I, I quite like the Alex Wilder stuff. I mean, I love Alex Wilder. I wish he'd had something better than just being possessed kind of thing. But um, and not well, let's let's be honest. There was Black Mariah quite as much because you're right. She seemed to instigate a lot more and if he was going to come back and be a criminal mastermind like his parents were, I kind of wanted to be a criminal mastermind, and he was a little bit more of a kid with an idea. Yeah. Also, the sheer fact that why the hell was Black Cat even brought in? 
yeah, there was lots of stuff like that. It was just overly complicated to me. Like, we didn't need that many factions. We didn't need some... I mean, some of the action we got from the gang warfare was some of the best action, like, we've seen drawn in the comic. So, I, d I don't know. I, I don't dislike it. I just... I'd, I'd probably give it... I'd probably go 7 out of 10. So, I'd probably, mm -hmm. like, slightly... Maybe that's because I like the art more than you or Connor. Oh, let me give you Connor's overview, first of all. Okay. Since he wanted to make sure that he couldn't... He said he thought Powerman 9 for series should have been more like this last issue with lots of plot and action and no filler. Um, <clears throat> I don't think any of us disagree with that. I think um, that, um, as Carl said right at the beginning, because this was coming to an end, we don't know how much notice they got. Maybe this was... This seems like less filler because so much had to be crammed in. Um, but it's certainly it was certainly nice to see um, more action in this one. And because I guess it was filling things out and not having to set up a new plot, there's always the advantage of the last issue. I think I should probably repeat what I said to Carl before we started in on this, which was, I I, I think the other reason that we're, we're giving it 6 and 7 out of 10 and whatever is, uh, we're coming at this as like the <laughs> side of the argument. And I genuinely think, and this is actually no criticism of Dave Walker, who I like a lot, and I love a lot of the other comics he writes. Um, I just think he has a natural preference for Luke Cage. Oh, definitely, without um, a doubt. And that's that's not a problem. <coughs> we, you know, you, some of the reasons we struggled in the early issues was because Danny seemed very goofy, and he said there'd be a reason for that. And I'm not sure we ever got a payoff on that reason for that. I don't think there was. Like some of our oh. speculation was actually better than what happened. Um, but at least he got Danny to serious up during the sort of Civil War and the Radio ones, which is probably why they stand out as the better issues for us. Not that we, you know. We're used to Danny being a bit of a goofball. I mean, like, there's certainly lots of issues um, from Powerman 9 Fist, the first run where he is, that I have no issue with at all. So I don't mind them painting him as this kind of... He's also been through a lot. And um, some of the sort of fake fakery with the kind of, oh, Jessica hates me, doesn't she? It, it just seemed very unnecessary to come in. And also... and and. You know, like, I, a lot of the stuff where he's, like, going, oh, it's my fault for getting us back together again. It's like, well, Danny, if you were the only one who wanted to go help Jenny, who was, like, your old secretary, like, Luke should have been in there, too, saying, I want to do this. Um, so, I have, like, there's pluses and negatives, but you've got to remember we're coming at this from the Iron side, and I don't think he got as good a representation in the series. But I like seeing them together again, which we've really not seen a lot of. Right. I agree completely. Thank you. It was uh, very Luke Cage sided. <laughs> Which is, I mean, like, look, David Walker's going off to write the Luke Cage solo. He's also doing yes. Occupy Avengers, which I heartily recommend, especially the latest issue, which is amazing. Um, and is being drawn now by the guy who did the uh, Vision art so he's very cool but he's starting off with the uh, Luke Cage which I believe is going to be more like the Netflix Luke Cage a bit more I don't think we're going to get as many fiddle faddles in that one but we'll be interesting to see because that's something David Walker brought in and actually fits quite well with Luke having a toddler because every other representation we've seen of Danny she's been a baby it kind of makes sense that she gets <laughs> that thank god they're at least letting her grow up a little bit that that's when she might start picking up language so the parents would start worrying about it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, All right, let's discuss the art. Let's discuss the art. I quite like Sanford Green. You know my issues with him. It is very up and down, though. I mean, we we do have an issue where Danny looks like Rudolph the Reindeer. I mean, a, a panel, even in this one. But I like his color. I like the whoever did the coloring. Who's the colorist? Because they're great. All right, my issue with the art. The art grew on me. When I first started reading it, I did not like it. The art grew on me. The problem... I'm going to be completely honest with you. I know comic book people who would not touch this book because of the art. I know that for other books, so... And they pretty much said for $4 an issue... They were not going to invest their $4 on a book that looked like that. They didn't care how good the story was. They weren't even willing to give it a chance because of the art style. That's a shame. And if you're trying to get into, you're basically trying to restart a classic book. Yeah. I don't know if Sanford Green was the right choice to launch this. No, but I think they work quite well together. It's Lee Lee Luffridge is the colour artist. Um, I give him all the props th- throughout for the entire series from the all his colour choices I think have been really on point. Um, yes. Ne- never had an issue with those from the especially when he does the flashbacks to the past and um, that's I I like Sam. Is it Sam? Who does the layouts? Would that be Sanford Green? That should also be Sanford. Yeah, okay, so I really like, I do like that. I like some of the panel splits he does, and, um, like, just, again, throughout the series, I've been quite impressed with that. The art really is is something you either like or don't. I have a good friend who hates it, couldn't read his um, Secret Wars Runaways mm-hmm. because of it. Um, I, like I said, I, I'm kind of 7 out of 10 on it. Like I, I, it wouldn't put me off buying it, but it doesn't make me excited to buy. Like I wouldn't buy it because of Sanford Green. Whereas when we we talk about the next one, this is an artist I'd buy anything he did. Um, so, um, do I think it suits Power Man Lionfist? I, hmm, I think maybe it suits this the way this one was written, and it's slightly more cartoony. Um, some of the writing, but yeah, I, I, it's it wouldn't he wouldn't be my first choice. Oh, and just as a little side note, I love the annual. Yes. The, the yes. annual was pure fun. Although Danny was really drawn very strangely in that annual. <laughs> but any book that has Damon Hellstrom in, it gets a little heart from me. Little, little, little heart <laughs> eyes. Damon Hellstrom. What can we say? Like the bad boys sometimes. You can't get badder than the son of Satan. Well, very, very true. Satan, but let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. So, big. Th- I don't know. Thumbs up for some of it. You, you know, you, you now know our thoughts on the entire thing. There we go. And now. So now. Iron Fist issue two. Now we're still calling this the beginning because let's be honest, there wasn't a lot of meat in issue one. It was a very good setup for this one, though. And I'll get this out of the way now. The person I know who really didn't like it. Well, not so much really didn't like it. They just said uh, it was a bore fest. I don't think they got past issue one, and that is an issue for Marvel, because like they have a good team on Iron Fist now. 
But when you put mm-hmm. out a boring first issue that's all set up, and, you know, obviously, disclaimers here, obviously I liked it, but it was all set up. Um, yeah. Like I said in the last podcast, I think yeah. one and two should have just been combined as, like, they, an oversized issue for six bucks or something. They really should have, and people still would have bought it. It was probably ready to go to the press. Instead of having, what, a week between them? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and again, like four dollars an issue. That's it's a lot. To, a, a lot of people don't just shove. They're not like you know. Like obviously, I just shove anything with Iron Fist on my pull list because Carl's not wrong. I don't buy many things um, on paper anymore, but I do buy like I do buy the ones I really, really want. The Iron Fists and the Captain Americas of the world. Um, but you know, but anything else I get digitally, and it's like. I would have had doubts about the first one, about like whether I really wanted, if especially if they were going to start pumping them out more than monthly. But it goes to monthly after this one anyway. So and this one's a, a much different kettle of fish. Covers amazing. Yes, we have Danny. I'm going to say it's mainly a reflection in yeah. what I don't know if it's supposed to be blood or water because there is blood around ice. his feet. I guess ice, because I think he's standing on snow, but may, or maybe and, just water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't and, know. Uh, a roughed-up Danny with his hands wrapped all bloody around the knuckles and face is standing there with a. I don't know if you'd call that a silhouette or not. Uh, but it's a silhouette, like a, but not in the colours you'd normally see a silhouette. I guess a fully chi-charged iron fist with the collar. It's beautiful. And it, it's just. Gorgeous. That's. I don't want to know what that cover is going to sell for. Yeah, it's like you don't even need. You don't even need the variants. They, I know they've been pumping out variants with everything. You don't even need variants. <coughs> the main cover's amazing. And Tim Brad, that's Jeff Deckel did this cover. Yeah. And uh, Tim Bradstreet did a variant cover, which is just a black and white side shot of Iron Fist, which is. Nothing really spectacular for the twenty plus dollars people are trying to get for the money. Jeez, these variant covers are way out of control, but they seem to work, and they, and they can get the comics themselves. Twenty issue one was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, oh, actually, like while we're talking about that, though, we should point out that in March, that was the fifth best-selling comic, which yeah. is actually, I mean, obviously. Well, it ties in with the TV show. It ties in with the um, the number of variant covers because anytime they have a number one and anytime they have that many variant covers, it bumps up the, the the sales. But actually, it's still really good for a character like Iron Fist. So um, you know, it's clearly not going to get that many sales going forward. But it's pretty noticeable because there were other number ones that month that didn't jump up into that that high so we should celebrate it a little bit it means a lot it's a little bit of a worry given that the issue was a little bit filler but you know whatever it's good news all right we have the introduction page which is pretty much what happened last issue which if you've listened which i hope you all have uh, danny is having issues reconnecting with his chi And he's on the search for something. He's been entering fighting contests and just cleaning house in a 
Mohawked man in a bar comes up and makes him a proposition of a martial art contest. And then he gets on a boat and it then literally looks like something pulled out of Enter the Dragon. And now apparently he's on the island that he was headed towards. There's going to be flashbacks, so we'll find out more in a couple pages. Yeah. And we get Ed, Ed Brisson writing, Mike Perkins drawing, Andy Troy Color, Travis Lanham letterer. And we've gone through the colours. I'm not doing all the editors, and that's a. Ah, yeah, they're the same as usual. By the issue, you can read it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so first panel, Danny's taking one to the face. <laughs> Gotta love it. Straight in with the action. Mother Grizzly strike in a big red box as we hear a devastating crunch as yeah. blood is flying from Danny's mouth. Someone's lost a tooth there. Um, and we hear, I always knew that one day, one day I would lose the title of Iron Fist. And now we have Danny hunched over in the water, spitting out blood, and a Dave Batista, yeah, more gauntlet-wearing bald man with tattoos on his head, with water swirling around him magically, is saying, if you're the Kunlun champion, then it's no surprise the city is no more than rubble. And then Danny's saying that I would go back to being Danny Rand, just Danny Rand. I don't even know what that is. And then he gets kicked, and the walker kind of follows him, and he's like, whoa, head over. Front kick is, he's twisted in half, flipping over, great shot there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Great anatomy, and even though he's a twisted mess, it looks realistic. Yeah. And then we get the Trial of the Seven Masters Part 2. All right, now I have to bring something up here. Yeah. I don't think this is going to be a series. I think this is also another mini. Yeah. I and I so. think that's the reason why Iron Fists, with an S, yeah. has been pushed back further. I 100% agree. Even though Carr has already stated that I think they're finishing up issue four already. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has. <laughs> So I think Marvel kind of realizes that more than one Iron Fist book is just going to hurt sales. So I think this will be the trial of Seven Masters, and that will be it. Yeah. And then we will then be introduced to the Iron Fists. Yeah, and, uh, which, and we'll, get to, we'll get to see his actual story progress on. This is more like an interlude, so... Right, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but when Carr's run ended... Iron Fist did have access to Chi again. I thought so. I got a bit confused about that when I was listening. And I so now so now we're having trouble. Now, if Carr just, which I'm sure he did, not knowing this was even going to happen, started writing Iron Fists, Danny is already, you know, using Chi and training. Yeah. It's high, right? I think, I call it pay. But pay. Yeah. Training pay to use her Chi. Yeah. Which technically, if you think about it, if you go back to reading the Immortal Iron Fists, the more people in the Iron Fist pool, the weaker yeah. you are. Yeah. So he's actually going to be a little bit depowered because pays in there. I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as a hand wave that after what happened in the last series, he's maybe just not as in touch with his chi right now. He still has and, it, but yeah. right. And um, so I think he's, this is basically, 
going to be a cool martial art Bruce Lee-esque way of him getting in touch with chi or other people's chi apparently we'll, we'll get into that in a minute and uh recharging himself and then we'll jump right into iron fist where he will have powers again but i'll take it because this it looks it's uh, i mean we're going to get to it obviously but it's Stomach. it's looks like it's going to be a good ride yeah so we get the trial of the seven masters, and now uh, Namor esque here is delivering yeah. crunching elbow to the other side of Danny's face and it's, because it's burst with the credits again. <laughs> that there would be another Iron Fist after me, just as there were several before me. There's a whole fight scene going on here, yeah. but as Namor is pulling on his do rag. I'm not ready for it to be over. Not yet. And now it looks like he's trying to drown. <laughs> and, and like the original run, whenever there's some head trauma, it triggers a flashback. Yeah. So, so now we're at a little flashback to earlier today. So apparently Danny goes to the Isle of Wonder Woman. <laughs> not just All right. her. How, how would you pronounce this one? I'm pronouncing it Lucy. But I told right. you why, because I have a friend who said they wanted the last issue to be called I Love Lucy. <laughs> like, That's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible and amazing at the same time, right? All right, so she says, welcome to Lucy or Lai Shi. And uh, she calls him Daniel Kai. And she is patience. I need a little patience. <laughs> Anyways, we are very honored to have you here on our island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Where's Tattoo? And, uh, taking part in our competition. Uh, I was totally disappointed that they didn't throw in her saying, You have our gratitude. (laughs) (laughs) Which is yet another Enter the Dragon reference. But Um, I can always hope for future issues. Exactly. And here we have Danny looking awfully rough with one giant left hand. Um, see, this is what gets me. Is this artist is so good, and then there's panels like is this. Is that supposed to be his hands? Yes. Oh, that's bad. Yes. Yeah. Almost looks like this cat is sticking so... out of his pocket. <laughs> I haven't agreed to anything yet. Cho Sheen here has been very light on the details, and I'm not in the best mindset. When I agreed to come here, he was drunk. I recognize someone who's been trained in the ways of Kunlun and this island. It looks like a shrine to it. So who are you people, really? What is it you want from me? We're friends, I assure you. Liar. And come, come, the rest of the council is waiting. And we will be able to answer your questions. And I don't know what's going on in the background here. No. There's just like some kids and, I don't know, there's just some people there randomly. But then they go into the council, I guess, which is like a giant tree stump, it looks like. Yeah, it's a giant tree stump with a giant piece of glass tabletop over it with a candle in the center. We have six chairs surrounding it. There okay, so are it's a little bit nice of the round table. Yes, very. And they said we're familiar with Kunlun and our histories are not that different. We, all of us, come from a great Kung Fu tradition trying to reestablish something 
that we lost long ago. Like Kunlun, we are dedicated to the perfection of Kung Fu, yet we've been missing one thing, legitimacy. We are hoping that through this trial of the seven masters, you can help bring some legitimacy to what we've built here. And that's some bald-headed old guy talking right now. Yeah. And we go back to Patience, who says, Daniel Kai, please meet the council of Lucy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to think that every time. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> that's why now I can't think anything else. So you're welcome. Each of the seven council heads represent their own house. Seven separate temples on the island have developed their own unique style of Kung Fu. This is Q. Key. How would you go with that one? I'd probably say key. I don't know. Head, head of the House of the Snake. Hai Chun is the head of the House of the Bear. He was the guy talking earlier, the ball-headed guy. Yeah. You from the House of the Rat, which is disgusting, by the way. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> Shoshin, whom you've already met from the House of the Bull. And I represent House of the Rabbit. That's, again, patience. And this is Seng, who represents the house of the eel. His champion, the eel of blessed water, who he's currently facing, will be your first opponent. <laughs> Danny's great. You guys went all in on the animal fever. <laughs> I thought there were seven, that was only six. I have a huge problem with his face in this panel. His face looks a bit funny, but it's like, it just, it's, I don't have a huge problem with it, but it does look a bit. Uh, contorted. And Patience says, regrettably, regretfully, Divine Wolf could not be here to greet you. He represents himself and wanted time to prepare for the competition. I'm sure that you can understand. And Danny's like going, well, tell me a bit more about the challenge. Like, what is it? Um, and uh, that's Choshin, isn't it? Uh, so yep. we, get, we toil away, perfecting our technique. Until we test ourselves against a worthy adversary, then what have we truly proven? I've watched you. I know that you're searching for some purpose. Perhaps there's an opportunity for you to find what you seek by helping to validate all that we've done. And then, I don't remember which one that one is. Is that back to our bear guy? Hai Chun. Hai Chun. We've prepared a guide who will lead you to each of the seven masters. Thank you for affording us the opportunity to test the mettle of our champion against the one true champion of Kunlun. You are doing us an honour. <laughs> Danny goes, okay, mystical Kung Fu Island that no one's ever heard of. I quite like that he's got that kind of uh, snarky side back. Yes. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice. He's a little bit jaded and it's nice for it to come over. And uh, Patience says, we spent a great deal of resources to keep ourselves off the grid. And Danny's like, sure, sure. Can't blame a man for being a little suspicious. I feel like there's something here I'm missing. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Would you rather go back to fighting against second-rate fighters in filthy pits, <laughs> searching for something that's not there? Chosen, please. Actually, that was a woman's voice, so... Yeah, chosen, please. And then, so this is patience again, because there is only one woman in the council, but... Uh, we know you've become disconnected from your chi, or we strongly suspect it. Uh, each of our masters possesses his own chi upon each victory... You'll be able to absorb it from them. In essence, you'll be able to replenish your own depleted reply, uh, supply. And then another great line from Danny. Lady, you had to be at the Kung Fu tournament. 
when do we start? <laughs> yeah, She's he looks good. great. I'll summon your guide. Now back to present. He's being pulled out of the water where he's gasping for air. And the eel guy, who I don't think we ever get his name. No, they just call him the eel of blessed water, so I guess we're going with titles. When we Uh, actually get to the fighters. I heard a rumor that you had fallen in the first round in the tournament of Heavenly Cities as well. Some champion Kun Lun has chosen. It's not wrong. He did, didn't yeah, he? that was a plan, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the plan, but that doesn't matter. He's not wrong. He's obviously heard <laughs> right. Charging Rhino Rib Crusher <laughs> as Danny fires off a devastating <laughs> elbow <laughs> to the midsection of Eel Boy. Unfortunately, it's followed by a knee to the throat, <laughs> which gives a crunk. Nice try, but it's too late for you. You've already lost. White Squall Assaults, where apparently, I don't know if he's making the water attack him, or he's just, yeah, yeah, I think so too, because it looks like it's hitting him in the face, and it sends him flying into the dock with a thwack, and now he's charging his fist with blue energy. I had hoped for a challenge, but perhaps I've asked for too much from a fraud. And we have the electric eel strike as he's yelling, Arr! and Danny gets out of the way. And the eel guy splits one of the pylons of the dock with his charged fist. To be only to be kicked toe first in the other side of the ribs. Thought whack. Followed by a left hook. Correct. Followed by a knee to the face. Wham. Followed by the old Brooklyn headbutt. Crunch. <laughs> Yield, yells Danny. Never to you. And then Danny gives him another smack, but this looks like a chi-powered one. Yeah, I was going to say, that one actually looks like a chi-powered punch, but yet we know well, he doesn't his, have it. His fist isn't glowing, but the punch looks glowy, so maybe it's, right. a, it's a little pity, a little cheap. So Danny. now the eel guy's cold cocked out on the beach, and... Danny's waving his hands over him, saying, please work, as it looks like he's about to do a bad magic trick. Yeah. And the chi is coming from the center of Eel Guy's chest into his hands, leaving his hands smoldering. I thought surely they were lying, dangling a carrot to coax me into their competition, but it, but it, I could feel the chi running through my veins again. And then out from the woods comes the... The guide. guide, who obviously got him there, but we were introduced mid-flight, so. Yeah. It's time for us to continue to the next stage of your trial. The locals will attend to the Eel of Blessed Waters. No rest for the wicked, huh? <laughs> Which is kind of unfair if you think about it. They're just going to line all yeah, seven up. It's totally He's going to be totally messed up. And we go back to the council now, and people are not happy. No. They're very upset that Danny's... Unacceptable! We've allowed this interloper to make a mockery of us. Saying, please show some more decorum. We knew that this would be a difficult battle. While he may be an outsider, Daniel Kai is the champion of Kun Lun. He has proven himself. Proven how? We are on that, which makes no sense to me, because if they know of Kun Lun, they know he had to face the freaking dragon. That's how he got to prove himself. We're all aware of the internal politics and corrupt UT 
ooh, look at that. They apparently know a lot. Yeah. And, and not his skill that gave him his station. Well. So I want to yeah. say now, did uh, are they saying that the only reason why Danny got it is because yeah. of favor from UT, yeah. who was corrupt? And in the beginning, we knew UT was actually trying to kill Danny. So was yeah. that his master plan? Was this what actually killed him and get rid of him, but it backfired? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> we know too that, much. Yeah, he should never have been allowed to compete in the Trial of Seven Masters. But then, I'm guessing, we get we get a nice footed figure who looks, he looks really cool. <laughs> this, this I'm is, guessing and, and he's and the wolf guy. Yeah, in the in the wide shot, he's huge compared to everybody there. Yeah, he is the Darth Vader at the table. He is, but oh my god, when he close up on him, beautiful. Um, and he comes and tells us to stop whining. Uh, if this Iron Fist is truly not worthy, then how is it he defeated your champion? So that's obviously the eel guy. He's uh, getting what a stink eye. About you that's, and your temple, a, thing. It's yeah. an entire panel of stink eye right there. He's getting very upset. This um, should be in the dictionary. This panel right here should be in the dictionary next to the word stink eye. Right so there. The says, easy for you to say, Wolf, you face him last. After all our masters have broken him, weakened him for you. And <laughs> like Wolf comes straight forward and starts hand round uh, Seng's throat. And you can see he's got a little eel logo on him. Yep. Uh, yes. That's pretty cool. And he lets uh, out a gag. Yeah, yeah. And then Wolf says, you believe that facing the Iron Fist last after he's defeated the other six and absorbed their chi is easier than you understand the stakes of this challenge less than I'd previously thought. And kind of throws him to the ground in a thwomp. He says, even if this Iron Fist is illegitimate, he has proven that he is a capable opponent. He should not be underestimated. For those who are too sure of themselves are destined to fall at the hands of those with something to prove. Alright, here's my question for you. Go on. Is it the right hand that Steel Serpent's missing? Right, you see, I've had this thought as well. <laughs> and I can't remember. That one, he was, when he was intro introduced, I'm like, oh, that could be Steel, totally could be Steel Serpent. Yeah. I, I'm and thinking, could, if, even if it isn't, it's someone. This is someone manipulating the situation. For sure. Oh, no, I was going to say. It could be one of the other immortal weapons, but I don't think it can. Yeah, I don't think what? it would need. Mm, I don't think they'd need to be. Anyway, but I yeah, it would be a cool way of getting uh, someone back. So now we have... Uh, patience. Patience again. Need I remind you that we are all after the same outcome. We made a promise to ourselves and to our people to be better than Kunlun and not fall victim to the corruption that befell them and not allow infighting to tear us apart. So obviously, it's sounding like these people actually left Kunlun from the information they've already dropped in this little comment. I'm thinking that they are from Kunlun or other parts of the other seven cities. Yeah. And they just wanted to leave the bull BS of what was going on there. Obviously, that proves its point right here where you have a female martial art master. Yeah. Uh, which is not allowed, which was not allowed in Kunlun, was allowed in some of the other cities, but not Kunlun. Yeah. The tournament is the trial of the seven masters, allows us to prove that the past century of sacrifice, they highlighted the word century there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so we know they're kind of new within Immortal Cities, but um, that's still a long time. Uh, Century of Sacrifice and War isn't for naught. If after one loss, after the tournament has barely begun, we find ourselves at each other's throats, how can we claim to be better? How can we say that we're united? We cannot let our individual egos get in the way of our greater goal. Sang's loss is our loss. When one of us does win, the victory should be shared by all. And there we have Chosen here with his little bull logo. Yeah, nice. Patience is correct. Daniel Rand will not leave this island. Whether it takes one master or all seven, he will see defeat. So we have some badness going on here. We are too strong and too well-trained for there to be any other outcome. And when he does, the master will absorb the chi of Shao Lo, the undying, and we shall have a champion of the seven heavenly cities amongst our ranks. We will be on the path to replacing Kunlun as the seventh heavenly city. And, and it will he be this. We have planned, they all yell, to Lu Shi. He makes the flame in the middle of the temple to the Shu Lao symbol, yes. which is pretty cool. And they're all like, yeah! Is it the Shu, is it the Shu Lao symbol or is it the Iron Fist two, uh, Shu logo? <laughs> which that I just was. posted on the Facebook page. I haven't looked at that yet. Um, oh, you haven't seen that? Which the, the fake uh, one. Yeah, yeah. The, the black the winged sandals. Yeah, no, I did see that one. When you said just posted, I thought you meant like now, like while we were talking. So. No, I have I have another post I prepared oh, okay. that I will drop later today to uh, show I was correct in something I brought up earlier. Oh, I have a feeling I know what it is, and you're wrong. Um. No, I am not wrong. <laughs> and no, you don't know what it is. So oh, hot. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anyway, now we go back to the lush, jungly type part of the uh, island, and Danny and his guide, and he's like, do you have a name? Why don't I just call you guide? And he goes, my name is Hark. It's a pleasure to meet you, Hark. You can call me Danny. Likewise. You student of Kung Fu as well. Yes, I belong to House of Eel. That was our champion you just defeated. Danny's like, oops, sorry. Um, and the guy and Hark's like, you fought well. You deserve to win. Um... For the Rat of Twelve Plagues, you'll have to fight harder. So that's the next title we've got. He's going to fight the Rat Hero. He's called the Rat of Twelve Plagues. Uh, you'll have to fight harder and smarter. And Danny's like, of Twelve Plagues, really? Can it be the Rat of Great Fortune or the Rat of Good Tidings? Then Hark's like, the Rat of Twelve Plagues is neither of those things. <laughs> Can we gather? Now, this is a nasty origin right here. Yes. Um, shall I do it? Or you want to... Run with it. We're going to first, black and first of all, the artwork is fantastic. Yeah, it's black and white and grayscale and absolutely gorgeous. So we've got uh, six horizontal narrow panels and the, the lettering kind of follows so you know which way to go. So here we go with the nasty origin. When the Rat of Twelve Plagues was only a child, his village was raided by a group who sought to run, the, run us off the island. The men put up a fight, but the island was still young. There were fishermen who'd only begun to learn the ways of Kung Fu. There were no matches for muskets and swords. For two days and two nights, the invaders slaughtered every man, woman and child, all save one. The child survived on what he could. He was too young to know it was a sin to eat the flesh of another 
all he knew was that he needed to survive. As it always does, death brought disease. Rather than succumb to disease, the child became one with it, learned to use it as another weapon in his arsenal. None but you would venture near the village. Those who did never returned. You taught the boy Kung Fu. And then we go back to Hark, and it's back in colour again. He turned the child into the Rat of Twelve Plagues, groomed into a weapon of both Kung Fu and death. Danny's like, sounds like a bucket of sunshine and rainbow. <laughs> like, I really genuinely love this, Danny. He's like, he's still being a little goofy, but how I remember him goofy. Where he's got that slight edge, and he doesn't sound like an idiot. You know, it's like, he's yes. obviously slightly jazzed, and like, he's kind of saying what we're thinking a little bit. And Hark's like, this is where I take my leave. Continue down the path and into the village. Your next challenge will find you. And Danny's like, are you going to wish me luck? Hark's like, save for you. No one who's entered the village has lived to tell of it. I'll wait on the other side till sundown. If you've not arrived there by then, I'll assume your fate was the same as the others. And Danny's, thanks for the vote of confidence. All right, murder village. Let's get this over with. And uh, you see him heading down and the jungle kind of closing it around him a little bit. And that's, that's a nice I'm, page actually because the surrounding bit it's got four big panels and then one surrounding it it's kind of nice yeah, so again some fantastic art here from the jungle to the, then the village that he's walking into it's just fantastic and the looking. colour's gorgeous as well There's yes a lot of purples and, and greens and yellows there. Every, one, every ounce of my being screams at me to turn around to leave this village leave this island but as he's staring at a gigantic pile of skulls, the promise of chi, the possibility of regaining my identity, and rats are starting to scurry around his feet, keeps my feet moving, even against my better judgment. And then from nowhere, Daniel Rankai. It has been so long since I've smelled the warm scent of human flesh. The odor, the reek of death is unmistakable, but this, since I've heard the pumping of a living heart, like someone tried to cover the stench of death with more death. <laughs> That's almost a Deadpool line. Like yes. I just like, I, like you could actually hear that coming from Deadpool, but not in the same quippy way. But it's the it's just the way he would phrase things. Since I felt the fear like a welcome breeze cutting through the stale air of my home, and he's now he's actually charged his fist. Danny has step out so I can see you because he thinks he's looking at him in a hut because there's two red eyes and what we see is a fake body form of hundreds of rats all stuck together as a distraction just rats oh! as someone grabs him by the back of the head with their grossly talent hands keeps the being attack. grabbed by his mask he's going to have yep. to learn a lesson here you know, it's slowly becoming a cape. No capes. <laughs> the attack comes from behind. The claws burn like acid. Thank you for providing sustenance for the plagues. Pain like I've never felt before. The temple of the rat thanks you. I thank you. And now he disgustingly rips a chunk out of Danny's side yeah. with his taloned hands. Ugh! Spreading through me, eating me from the inside. Don't fight it, Daniel. Give over willing. It is with honor. Now he's half on the ground, clutching his sides as rats are starting to crawl up on him. And now we see 
Oh, rat dude. The rat of 12 plagues yeah. who is just a gross-looking individual with yeah, a mullet. Red, red eyes, bit of a mullet. That we accept your sacrifice. And he looks like he's going, going for Danny's throat as Danny's like clutching his chest and screaming in pain. To be continued. And then they completely ruin the outcome by showing you the next cover where obviously Danny's fine to fighting fair, another master. If, even if that hadn't been there, do you honestly think we're not getting him oh, fighting no. the others? Right, exactly. The, the premise of Danny not getting through to at least the wolf guy is uh, they can fake us out as much as we want, but we know he's going to fight them all. So, this issue. What can we say? It's great. This is what oh, issue yes. one should have been. Awesome the intro and every single thing. I know we, we talked before about combining them, but actually, every single thing in this issue explains everything that happened in one. Yes. So, so we could have just gone straight into this, um, and had you're, bits of one in flashbacks if we needed them. You're pretty much right. <laughs> so. And of course, yes, Connor loved this issue. Yes. He's got Let nothing bad to say said. about. He said the new series has the potential to be one of the best. Uh, Iron Fist ones. It's great we get to see Danny in a tournament again and not knocked out in the first frigging round. Making uh, the same reference the characters do about his Heavenly Cities one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what do you think, Carl? It'll be sad to see it end. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm growing more and more into the whole maxi runs, actually. I think if they can mm-hmm. tell a tight story without filler... I think what's hurting, as as comics have gone up in price, I think the filler episodes, the filler issues are the ones that hurt them the most. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, I mean, you know, it's, it's a fair... I mean, the weird thing that's happened to us in, in the UK is with the Brexit vote, is all our comics went up 25% last year. So, um, you know, which is a considerable, well, they, a considerable they, jump. They pretty much did the same thing here. They went from $3 to $4. Yeah, but even when they went from three dollars to four dollars, I mean, they're still the, they're always the four dollars for us. It's just that went from being like two sixty to three twenty, mm-hmm. or even like four pounds in in some in the sort of five dollar ones because um, that's what Diamond is, is starts charging our people and blah blah because the exchange rates are so much. Like we've basically gone from almost two dollars to the pound to one point two. This but, is what I don't understand. It's a printed book. Yeah. I don't see why there should be like import and all that other crap tax. They should have just Marvel should have printing presses over there. I don't think it's that. I think it's it's literally just <clears throat> you know if they can get away also if they can get away with that. But I think the problem with them going up to four dollars and and etc cetera, etc cetera, is that um, I don't want the filler ones as much. Like it's, I I don't want to I don't honestly I don't want a seventy five issue run of Iron Fist if it's going to have ones that I don't really want to have. Yeah. Or, or it's going to hurt more to have those. I just, I just want it all in a hardcover when it's done. Yeah. Or like, or, or, <laughs> I want, or I want to know in advance. This is going to be twelve issues. It's going to be ten issues. It's going to be a five issue. Like they just did with um, the Unworthy Thor. They came out and said it's going to be a five issue run, and you're like, great, I can afford five issues of that, um, and I'd like it in single issues rather than a trade. Um, well, we're spoiled. We're kids of the, you know, we mainly grew up reading comics in the 80s where they yeah. told you on the cut, top of the cover yeah. of every single issue. This is issue 105. This is issue 205. Which is great. They and unless, unless you talk about the original Punisher miniseries, which magically grew an issue. 
So while I agree, I'd, I'd like to see this team on Iron Fist longer because I think the writing's pretty cool. I think the the I, I love Mike Perkins' art. I think you're right; mm-hmm. it's not perfect, but um, I think that's some of the reality of monthly comics. Is hey, for it, for two screw ups and that all that. Right, and all that. There's good. more. There's more fantastic than there is wrong by. 99.9% By, yeah, by orders of magnitude. I mean, I think we're all very excited about everything to do with this comic. Um, totally agree with Connor. I think this is going to be one of the standout runs for Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Because it's a mature Iron Fist. It's, it's like, it is giving us something we've not entirely seen. But there's a lot of people who hate Carrie Andrews' art for Living Weapons. So for all we love that run, there's a hell of a lot of people who hate it. Um, Carrie Andrews, though, has – there's so much in his toolkit for art, though. I agree. I, I 100% um, agree. But, like, if, I, know, if pe- I know people who will not read that comic. If people look into his stuff, his that man can paint like photographs. His cover images, his covers and variant covers are just – like, especially for the Star Wars things. He did. Yeah, he, he just did a Darth Maul one, yeah. which is jaw-dropping. Yeah. They're, they're and, amazing. And it's it's I think it's oils, it's airbrush, it's colored pencils. He uses every medium out there to make one piece of art. It's actually going to be very interesting to see what Iron Fist is like because he's not on the art. Mm-hmm. So um. And with Iron his Fist. Iron Fist run, he actually pulled that entire book off. Oh yeah, lettering everything, which is on incredible. His, on his tablet. Yeah. The only physical artwork he did for that entire run was he did the covers in actual art. Yeah. There's actual so which kind of sucks, which means you'll never be able to buy an original page mm-hmm. from that run because it was all electronic. But, which um, I believe is the same way he's doing his uh the one. Oh, Renato Jones is great as well. Yes, yeah. I love Renato him. Jones. Yes, everyone give it a read. It's lots of fun, especially in the current climate. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm just saying, I actually do think this is going to be a standout run for Iron Fist. Um, I'd I love, think... love, love a hardcover version of this with a old school, like making it look like an ancient book. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like an where. It doesn't have a paper slip cover. It's like engraved leather or <laughs> in, in, embossed leather. You, you keep hoping for that, Carl. Yes. Well, I, I also would like it. Twelve, I uh, the twelve issues of Cars book in hardcover. I don't understand why yeah, that didn't happen. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think so. I think it, it will be limited, but I think that's going to help keep it tight. So mm-hmm. um, I don't. I always seem to come across as the the sort of optimist about all these things so I just think I just I don't know I think there's lots of good sides to knowing exactly how much money you're getting in for when you start um, mm-hmm. and knowing how many trades like if, if you trade by same thing it's like you know that this at most will be two trades probably be one um, depends yeah it's only it's only Valiant I think they only do four issues a trade Marvel tends to do five or, five to seven so um it may just be one. I, I don't know. They may go to ten issues. Because if you think we have... If you count the first issue as a sort of... We don't know how much, like, uh, outro there's going to be. Obviously, there's seven masters to fight. We don't know what's going to happen after that. But I, yeah, I the, can't, the wolf guy could be three issues. Right. I, I, I can't see it going over ten. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I think there's something good about that if it means that the whole team's... It, if they stay with the same team throughout, they don't have to bring in, like, cover artists because things get behind schedule, then then I'm all for this. I think it, this... I did have to tell if I did have to sort of mention someone they might not want to read this because of the rats. Because they are... I mean, I love rats. I used to have pet rats. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all. So did I. Luckily, no, luckily none of the masters are masters of the spider. So I think we're all right with all the animals we got mentioned. Um, but I do know people who don't like horror comics. And obviously this fight's not going to last that long. Well, maybe. Maybe it'll last the whole of next issue. I can't see it going past an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... So that that was the cover. Yeah, I did sort of say, you might want to um, like not look at the sort of rat man. But, but it, I, obviously, we all love it. We all think it's fantastic. We can't wait till issue three. Anyone who says it's terrible only read the first issue. Yeah. And even that wasn't terrible. So... <coughs> who do you think the next one he's fighting is? Talking of which. Uh, oh, crap. I closed it down, so I don't know what the other masters are. The one with the no, with the, the arms tied up or no arms. I don't think he has arms. I don't think he does either, but he's doing that flying kick. Um, so what masters do we have left? Um, Obviously, it's not the bull. Bull, rabbit. No, he just, he just did eel, and now he's with rat. All right. Let me go and have no, a it's not wolf. Let me go it's back not to the introduction. Wolf. It's certainly not wolf. It's not um, rabbit. All right. Let me go back to them. Um, snake. Could be there snake. you go. Yeah, it's, yep. snake. it's snake. A snake, bear, <coughs> bull, rabbit, and wolf is the ones we've got left. Yeah, that's definitely snake. So that's cool. And is, is he a double amputee? I think he is. I think so, but I don't understand why he also has the rope around his chest. So I think there's a slight... But then why would you fight with your arms tied up? So... Um, it's it's not clear from the cover. Let's put that bit. It it looks far more like he's an amputee than it does his arms are tied up. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, people, for listening. And yes, it's another long us. one. They'll definitely get shorter now because we'll only be doing one issue of the comics at a time. But they didn't, you know, there was, yep. it seems silly to do one last week that covered issue two and then and not save it for this one. But take care. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. And as always, remember what the monk asked the New York hot dog vendor. Can you make me one with everything? But a bunch. Oh, dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and now Connor will read off all the Lego mumbo jumbo. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick.
we are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the immortalizedpodcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. And I would like to thank Thomas Tissot for letting us use his Iron Fist theme song for the start of our show. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening.